So hello, hello. We are back again with uh, Taro and Tiaras, and this week we have a guest. So my name is Ian. I do a lot of stuff with drag. I also write and all that fun shit. You can find out more about me on my website, imsroya.com. With me today, I have my spooky co-host, Seance Knows. Hi, it's me, Seance. You can find me in your closet, under your darkened bed, etc. Today we have a, a special, special guest. We have the beautiful, the talented, the gorgeous, Helena Poison. Hi. Yay. We're so happy that we have you here today. Yay. Let's, thanks for having me. Yes. So let's get into this episode. Ian, take us away. Well, before we start, I'm going to do a Tara reading as we normally do. Uh, have you ever had your Tara read before, Helena? <laughs> yes, I've had my tarot read once. Uh, it was actually on my birthday, and it was at um, Bliss Club that's no longer open. But we, uh, yeah, our good friend Amber Alert at the birth of her rebirth of her drag, she used to throw this party called Weirdo. And at every Weirdo party, there was always a tarot card reader or like a fortune teller or something. And there was always like a sideshow act and then a drag act as well, or a burlesque act. Uh, it was a really cool party, but anyway, so I decided to have my tarot read, and I had never had it done before, and I was really hungover from the day before, <laughs> slash had already drank that night, um, and she asked, so I sat down on my tarot, and she asked me to ask, like, think of a specific thing I want answered, and in my mental state right then, the only thing I could think of was these huge life choices that I had to make at the time, <laughs> or that I was pondering on. So I asked those, and uh, she read my tarot, and the tarot basically told me that, like, everything I wanted to do that I thought would solve my problems was not what I should do right now, and I should just stick it out and stop being such a bitch, basically. And, and that pissed me off, because I was hungover and drunk, and it was my birthday, and they just told me that uh, I shouldn't move forward with what I want to do in my life. But they were right. They were right. I followed it, and it was a great choice. <laughs> but I was just yeah. annoyed that they were right. <laughs> this won't be that kind of reading. I actually, I, I have, uh, I learned tarot with my great grandmother, and I've stopped doing like seriously in depth tarot. I just keep it light and fun because like the last time I did a serious one, it was for my best friend at the time, and it was just like you're gonna die and we kind of laughed it off and then that night he died in a car crash and after that i was just like yeah oh, i'm not my gosh mm -hmm. it that was it was a rough experience so oh I, I respect Sorry, the tarot but i like to keep my readings a little bit light uh yeah. So yeah we're just gonna do like a little three card cute one so it's not gonna tell okay, you i love that <laughs> so we're gonna start i like to do i like to draw a card that kind of talks about what you are from the perspective of the of the tarot and the card that that i got for you was the knight of cups and the knight of cups is about being passionate romantic full of charm and beauty but someone who goes full force when they have an idea and i think that sums you up really well it's a, a person who's eager but intense in touch with their emotions but can also like really push things forward for change when they set their mind to it and I think that's perfect for you. That's really cool. Wow, thank you. Yeah. All right, well, let's get into it, Seance. So we just start the episode, and we see Kine has just left, and now we're getting right into the next episode. And uh, we start with a mini challenge, and uh, we see them do, like, um, 
like a news style, like um, they're reading like a teleprompter and it's in three languages, apparently. It was English, French, and draglish. But I didn't really hear any draglish, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, did you, didn't, did you not hear it because you're just so fluent? <laughs> I guess so, in all three Same languages. Same way we don't hear our own accents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought this was a really fun challenge. I, I really liked that they were all having a lot of fun. Um, although I feel like they cut out like some people that I guess weren't doing anything. Like I feel like Boa didn't get much of any time at all. <laughs> yeah, she didn't get much screen time. And then when she was on screen, I just wanted to like give her an inhaler or something. I'm not sure where she was going with that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I... she also had to play next to Jimbo, which must have been near impossible because that was pretty much perfect. <laughs> I, I have a running theory going. It's either that 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 Boa is really, really dumb. Or she's like super fucking intelligent and just playing us all for fools. <laughs> I, I think it fluctuates between the two, to be honest. Yes, I totally agree. I've said it before, and I think so it's a very fine very, line between the two. She's very dumb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jimbo's Nancy Grace was really funny. and It um, was. The whole yeah, thing that was, was just really good. <laughs> and and I think... Quite Priyanka's always going to soar in challenges like this because of her experience on camera. Exactly. She I was just going to say, Priyanka just left a job shortly before that was that's exactly what she that. did. <laughs> yeah. she, was a, she, was, she was basically an anchor. She was the host of a television show. Yeah. So she's used to that. Plus, she's just a full-blown idiot to begin with. So you know <laughs> it's always going to be funny. Yeah. I, I'm, I continue to be impressed by, like, this is literally anybody's game. Like, the weakest link in, in the challenges is still such a strong competitor, and it really shows through. And I, I'm finally excited that we get to see some Tracy McClure. Uh, I was wondering what the fuck is going to be her sh what is her part of the show, and she fit in really well, and secretly I kind of want her to replace Jeffrey Boyer Chapman as a judge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She is a lot of fun. I love her energy. I, I love do. her too. Um, I do have to point out though that they use squirrel friend completely wrong and maybe the term squirrel friend has just adapted a new meaning because I know RuPaul likes to refer to people who watch the show as their squirrel friends. So let's teach but the children. What I was like, I was taught that squirrel friend is what you called like your drag sisters because squirrels hide their nuts. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I <laughs> and you don't call them a girlfriend because they're not a girl. You call them a squirrel friend because squirrels hide their nuts. <laughs> I thought the same thing. And I was like, did they? So they're like, saying Tracy's a squirrel friend. I was like, all right. <laughs> where's where's that nut girl? That way. <laughs> well, we don't know I what kind like, of nut. I, lo I love a girl who carries snacks. <laughs> <laughs> She's just pulling out pecans and pistachios out of her bra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're welcome, Tracy Melshore. You can uh, use that as a photo shoot idea. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, it was a fun challenge, and I think it um, it really set the stage for, uh, like, the last week's episode was, a, the week before was a bit of a dud for me, and so it kind of set the stage for, like, all right, we're going back into what I fell in love with in episode one. And yeah. Yeah, I think they did a good job of, like, resetting the tone from last week and really pushing forward. Yes, definitely. This was, like, the best episode so far, I think. 
yeah, I definitely think this episode is really cool. I also think it's, the episodes are really exciting. Well, for me personally, for is the runway challenges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like getting more exciting as we start to see like runways that they got to prepare for. Yeah. As opposed to something they had to make in like three hours out of dollar store stuff. (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna love the next episode then, right? (laughs) Like the level of polish and the taste level of everyone now. So it makes it so much more exciting to watch, I find. (laughs) Well, before we jump into the next part, I'm gonna read your past card, which is the Six of Swords. Okay. The Six of Swords talk about walking away from situations that were bad for you, charting a new course. Uh, moving away from difficult situations and recovering, trusting your intelligence and your intuition a lot more. And I feel like we just talked, talked about that. I swear I pulled these cards before. I'm not making it out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's really cool. It's uncanny, right? I know, that's crazy. Uh, let, as we're talking about past, like, are we getting some, is this like this tea with Boan and Bobo? made for TV or is there like, like that was just random drama that I like, who's steering the pot here? It definitely felt like made for TV business because, oh my gosh, that, that whole like, oh, she's like poking fun at me all the time. And it's like, have you met Boa? <laughs> She's like that for everyone. <laughs> as much as it like definitely seems made for TV. And to be honest, I think it was, Maybe it was the way it was edited. Maybe it was the way they were handling it. it. Was maybe like built up a little more for TV. But to be honest, I don't think that was a TV situation because uh, precursor. I'm really close with Scarlett Bobo, and I'm friends. I'm really good friends with, and have been for a long time with Boa. But Scarlett gets like that, especially when she's stressed out. You can't make little jabs and jokes at her because she's not laughing with you at a certain point and she just lets it fester and then you get the little mini bobo blow up that happened (laughs) (laughs) on the show but it it was so canadian how it was handled though because it was just like it was so polite it like we've seen drama on a drag race show (laughs) yeah I feel like the producers are going to have a hard time bringing out really bitchy drama because Canadians are so self-effacing. So it's like, but it's like, mm, sorry, and Scarlett's like, okay. And then they're like, let's move on. Yeah, I was like, I have high hopes for, I have a feeling that was just a taste of some of the more explosive drama we might get uh, in, com- in like for the rest of the season, just because uh, like, I've worked with a lot of these girls in the back room. I've been with them when they are super happy. I've been with them when they are having a super shit day and having them all basically in a dressing room for that long together, shit is going to start to hit the fan really soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And, I'm, and I feel bad saying it, but I'm really excited for it. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys think about the, the, the song challenge? I thought it was really cool. I really enjoyed it. I thought that they all did a really good job. Like, all of their, like, individual tracks were really good. Um, I don't think there was really, like, a bad one amongst them. Like, there were a few that weren't as good. But, like, I was surprised. But the one thing that I noticed that almost none of them did, like, bitch tracks. Like, none of them, like, insulted anybody else. It was like, I'm good and you're not good. But, like, only a few of them were like, you're bad you're not good at this. <laughs> yeah, very few of them actually, like, called people out. Yeah. 
I love the 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 production value is really high. The 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 build of it was really high. I thought it was super ambitious to do it with so many girls still in the competition. Yeah. But it worked. It worked really well, and it, it painted such a nice story. Uh, how they set it up, and it was it was quite fun. And I loved the the camp humor of them, like the moose knuckles, and then like like that whole thing was. Like Anastasia, like, what is a moose knuckle? (laughs) Yeah, that was everything. (laughs) That was everything. I love Starzy's confessionals so much. (laughs) And as a Caribbean person, too, like, I, I, I really appreciate that they're addressing a lot of the things that queer people face in the Caribbean in a serious way. And yeah. the episodes so far have addressed really serious topics in a way that make you think, but yeah. don't really change the narrative of the show. And I like that quite a bit. Yes. Yeah. Whose verse did you think was the best one? Oh boy. I, <laughs> I actually <laughs> There's thought so that, many good ones. <laughs> right? I actually thought that Rita Vegas was really good. Like she made a lemon party joke about lemon. And uh, I was like, yes. Finally, someone yeah, did it. Sing. She could sing. What was the lemon party joke? She she just uh, she was talking about lemon, and she, like at the end, she made like a, a joke about lemon party. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yes, <laughs> I'm not going to discuss it. Look it up for yourself. <laughs> I like. I really liked uh, Tainomi's one with the dirty panties. Yes, it was good. <laughs> yeah, I, I was on Facebook earlier and someone posted, like, uh, my brain at 3 a.m. <laughs> Tainomi <laughs> singing, wash your panty, panty. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the, the Caribbean twang in it. Like the whole, I the, know, it's so good. With, as soon as they were like, Tainomi, could you put a little more personality into it? I was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> like, Wash your panty. And I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we're about to get like full blown, like mid show, maybe two shots, Tainomi on the microphone, and I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> what was yours, uh, Helena? Well, I really liked Boa and Scarlett's. They yeah. were both really good, but I think I have to just give it to Kiara because I can't get Kikiwana Kai Kai out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> With a cute little accent. Love it. I am obsessed with Kiara. Full disclosure, full transparency. <laughs> I rewatch the episode at least twice. And usually the second or sometimes the third time I watch it, I go through and I pause and watch for Kiara's reactions to things in the background because she is a full-blown icon. <laughs> she is just <laughs> not having anyone's shit any of the time. <laughs> and she's so cutesy. Like, I want to protect her and look after her. Yeah. <laughs> It's so funny, uh, I followed Kiara, well, I found out on the show for her whole drag career, because <laughs> I saw her two years ago at Mado in Montreal, and she was like, she must have been really new, I guess, because it was two years ago, and she said she's been doing drag for two years, but I just remember her being so funny and so good, but like her makeup being real crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I saw her on the show, I was like, wait, I know her. But she didn't look like that, so, like, her <laughs> glow-up is insane. And, like, just getting to see more of her personality, like, outside of her Instagram has been really, really fun. <laughs> oh, I'm going to jump into your present, car before we start talking about the runway. Oh. Okay. In the present, it calls you the Empress. Oh, 
purpose. So it means that you become fully realized in who you are and what you do. It means that you are embodying the essence of femininity and you're taking a leadership role in your community. It talks about embracing your creativity, making it productive. Um, and it talks about like balancing off a lot of the patriarchal bullshit that happens and, and leading the charge to kind of make space for people who are creative. And it, it also means like a level of, of motherly list, like you look after a lot of people and it means that you're on the path to actually finding success by using all of these talents together. Ooh. Yeah. Fun. Yes. Okay, before I you... also want to note, as you were talking about feminine energy, I put my arm up and my nipple fell out. So. <laughs> You've been nip slipping this entire time, girl. <laughs> oh, have I? Yes. Great. Okay, Great. everyone can see it all over our podcast. We we broadcast in smell-o-vision. <laughs> yeah, we may be opening our OnlyFans soon, Taros, Tiaras, and Titties. Yes. <laughs> okay, before we jump into the runway, I just want to say one thing about their, like, choreography. It must be so hard to, like, do a big-scale thing like that when you, like, haven't really done it before. But I feel like they were really like focusing on all the people who were misstepping like near the end, and I thought that was really shady. <laughs> it was like, here, look but at really her. Really funny. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're not here to see the winners. We're here to be entertained by the folly. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, yeah, I I feel like uh, they did focus on people who were kind of fucking up in the group challenge. Yeah. Which I kind of lived for, but like overall, I feel like there was too many people that like didn't know what they were doing. It wasn't like it was like one and they were focusing no. on them. There was yeah. a lot of them that weren't really hitting it as hard as they should have. <laughs> it was almost half. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also I want to, I just need to like <laughs> talk about how, was it Lemon's team? Yeah. Who was Lemon's team? Lemon's team was like Tainomi and, every, and Kiara, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Do we, can we clock how they were all wearing bodysuits from like the same vendor? <laughs> I think... Everyone across the whole challenge was wearing bodysuits. It was just so for... funny because they were, they were, well, like, Starzy and Bobo had a bodysuit out of the same fabric. Yeah. And then <laughs> Bobo and Priyanka's costumes were both made by the same person, but not, like, for the show. They, they had those costumes beforehand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it just worked out so perfectly. And then you look at the other team, and they are all in sheer black rhinest machine rhinestone bodysuits <laughs> from Axiom and AliExpress. <laughs> like, I was dead because we always make that joke because everyone has that black rhin silver rhinestone bodysuit. <laughs> like everyone in Toronto has those. Like I bought one just so I would have something to match other people with for group numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it made me die laughing because I was like, Everyone go every time we have to do an impromptu group number or something. We're like, well, what do you have? Well, what do you? What did you bring? What did you bring? Well, I have black. What kind of black? Black with silver rhinestones. Oh my god, girl, I have the same one. <laughs> <laughs> and I just died over it. Yes, the only person not wearing a bodysuit was Rita Big. <laughs> right, <laughs> and the she looked like baby's yeah. face. That was a really cute look, actually. Yeah. What okay. did you guys think of the runway? The challenge was cute. Uh, yes. Like we've seen hair challenges before, but I feel like everyone really executed this one in a very unique way. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love the, the hair challenges because I feel like 
they usually call it something like big hair or impressive hair or hair all over. And it's always just so vague. And yeah. you get to see how everybody interprets, interprets that and funnels it through their own like drag machine. And it's really always really fun to see challenges like that. Well, um, not everybody may know this, but Helena Poison made the Bobo wig that caused quite Oh my god. The, the iconic yeah. the iconic Bobo hair. The iconic yes. Bobo hair indeed. That was such a daunting project and so much fun to do because <laughs> yeah. it worked out but it was definitely one of those projects where it's like i'm pretty sure this is not going to work up until the moment where i put it on my head <laughs> is that your process when you make wigs generally like what does that look like for you so fun story how i uh never really built any crazy wigs or anything like that before uh i built that wig for Bobo. <laughs> that was my first attempt at a wig. So that's why I was like, oh shit. I was like, if I fuck this up, it's not gonna be good. It's <laughs> like gonna be a thing. Well it turned <laughs> out great. See. It survived um, the trip there and everything. Yeah. But I, I it's funny because I after it was posted that I had made it, a few people messaged me like, oh my God, how did you do that? And I told them and they were like what? <laughs> so, because I like bought a pussycat wig and I cut it in half down the middle, like <laughs> from ear to ear. Yeah. And then I put a, and then I made the headband with the letters out of styrofoam and wired, like use, push the wire inside to like hold them up and like hot glued it to a headband from the dollar store. And then wrapped them all in hair and glued it all to it. And then I zip tied both sides of the wig and the hairband together. Yes. And just teased a bunch of hair around it so it looked like it was growing out of it. And I was like, well. So what were your top wigs for the, what was your top look uh, for the night? Well, obviously Bobo's. <laughs> a, no prejudice it's whatsoever. Such a good look. It's such a good look. I love that she got to show off her clown club kitty side it was really cool i think it was the perfect choice for that runway um but i have to give a huge 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 shout out to miss priyanka oh yeah because that outfit was everything the color combo she was giving me fucking josephine baker like flapper girl oh, realness the from the yeah. yeah like all the little like poofiness around her waist like just the way it was kind of her legs looked like 17 miles long yeah. And then it was like in the perfect place where it just reminded me of Josephine uh is it Josephine Baker? Yeah. Yes. Bananas around her waist. Yeah. yeah. And it was giving me everything. And also, fun fact that uh Ecstasy Love made that costume. Wow. Yeah, I saw that as well. I was mind blown. That was amazing. Wow. So props to Ecstasy. That's like the coolest thing I've seen done out of hair in a long time. Yeah. What about you, fiance? Um, well the whole challenge, uh like uh, Helena was saying before, like, is so open to interpretation that I kind of prefer people to present something that is unexpected. Like, how Priyanka did have, like, her entire outfit was hair. Like, the braids, uh, the straps were braids, and, like, even on her shoes, I think it was hair. Like, it, it was, was head to toe. Head to toe hair realness, and I, I was so into it. I think Priyanka's was the best, and I'm glad that she won. Um, but on the flip side, I um, like 
someone like Rita Vega, who just wore a really big wig, was like, okay, that's hair, but it's not like challenging what we think when we see when we think hair, right? Yeah. So like, it was a good look, but it wasn't enough. Like, I wouldn't look at it and be like, oh, this is a hair challenge. Yeah, like I loved her look. I would probably wear that exact look. I love it. Yeah. But I was, I was, I want to know why, she, why the wig was so heavy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because like he was talking about how, how it was so heavy and she had to put her head down. And I was like, girl, <laughs> is that I, more than one wig? Because if it is, why? <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Priyanka's as well. I think Priyanka and Bobo really stood out. Um, but I honestly also really loved Anastasia's wittiness uh, with the cousin it on the back and the full-on wig and beard on the front. I thought that was a cute interpretation. I um, did not enjoy it as much as you did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, first of all, I saw like the cousin it thing and I was like, oh yeah. And then she turned around and I was like, oh no, this wig, this wig on the front is so weirdly shaped <laughs> i'm not saying it was the best i just saying i was entertained <laughs> oh yeah it was definitely entertaining but the weird dog thing Especially it was like asymmetrical the... without like looking like it meant to be asymmetrical and then she called it chun li which was more confusing <laughs> yeah uh special doesn't chun li have hair like priyanka was wearing yes she yeah. does <laughs> yeah <laughs> nothing chun li about that it was no. just it, it was if if we shaved cousin it and it was a drag queen yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I really agreed with Brooklyn's. I really liked Anastasia's too. I loved the cousin it thing, but I really, I really agreed with what Brooklyn said because I said almost the exact same thing when she turned around. I was like, oh, I wish she was Morticia or Wednesday, yeah. Yeah. Oh, like would... Morticia or Wednesday with just like braids and black hair all the way to the ground and just like, ele like dark lady elegance. Like it would have yeah. been such a serve <laughs> match the ways oh yeah like well you know starzy can walk an evening gown like nobody's business yeah so could you just imagine her like she could have sewn the tracks there goes my napoleon sewn the tracks all down like the side of the dress so it just looked like hair was just flowing all the way down to the ground it would have been everything Oh, I yeah, feel like sure. you should reach out to Stasi and put this together. Yeah, I think Stasi, if she hasn't already, which she probably has because she's Stasi, should remake that costume as that and do a photo shoot because it would blow up online. Oh, I think that should be her finale party if they, if we ever get one because of this room. Oh yeah, yeah, if we ever if we ever get a finale night or like any kind of red carpet event, maybe they'll do a re premiere or something. Yeah. when yeah. we can all gather again and she should totally serve that on the runway or on the red carpet that would be everything yeah so i think we, we unanimously agree that priyanka deserved the win this week oh yeah but two yeah. other outfits that i really want to shout out are lemon i really loved her like sexy groot like se uh, <laughs> groot sexy yes! mother like like headpiece it was really cool and the I'm lemons cool. in her armpits I, the bows yeah what were they? <laughs> <laughs> there was this I was confused by the, the yellow bows in her armpit, but I was here for it. But, um, yeah, I was like, slice this. It would have been great if it was actual, like, little armpit wigs, like armpit <laughs> hair that was yellow. Little Merkins. Little armpit. Little Merkins for your armpits. <laughs> and the other one that I really thought was uh, very well done was Alona's. The, like, poodle, oh. poodle thing. It was so good. 
that I have I have fashion. noticed that she has like her trademark color of like powder blue. Like this is her third powder blue outfit. She she lives for a pastel moment. And yes. I followed her for a long time as well. And she's always lived, breathed, and served pastel. Yeah, dragon, that dragon dog, because it didn't look like a dog to me. It looked like a dragon dog. No, it was a poodle. It was poodles. It took uh, me a minute to get poodle, but once I did, I was living. It was giving but the me whole look was just adorable. Yeah, it was giving me anime princess. She had a superpower and she's about to kill you, kind of. Like. <laughs> yeah, it was very cute, and it, and again, what you were saying earlier, Sansei, it was it was very unexpected. Like it was one of those like unexpected moments where it's like, oh, I didn't expect someone to come up with that from hair. Yeah. Because it wasn't I, a costume that was fully hair, but hair was incorporated into yes. all parts of the, whether it was fur or hair. It was very cool. Yeah, exactly. I, I also love that Stacey McKenzie's hair has been something that has been standing out for me each scene that she's in. Her hairstyle <laughs> steals the show. And then for the hair challenge, she covered it the fuck up. Yeah. Like, you, you need to watch Stacey as a because there's always something gaggy about her. Yes, she always I looks great. Dan Stacy McKenzie so hard. I have loved her since she was on Canada's Top Model. Yes. <laughs> she is such an icon. She's so beautiful. I loved seeing her on that show so much. I wish I liked it. Was it this week that she was kind of like taking the head judging role? Yes, she was kind yeah. of in charge. Yeah, I was like, I feel like I want to hear her speak so much more just because she always has yes. such good things to say and I just love her voice. Yeah. <laughs> I can listen to her for hours. I'm sick of Jeffrey Bauer Chapman in the workroom. Like, I need to be <laughs> in the next workroom. Yeah. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm very, uh, very over Jeffrey Bauer Chapman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like the right? Very, so, quick tangent. You know how there's like, the gays that hang out on like the outskirts of like the drag community or the drag queens and they just kind of like are around all the time and they're usually always being shady and think they know everything. <laughs> I feel personally attacked. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, <laughs> I feel attacked on your behalf actually. The ones that like don't work like in the industry at all. They just like they're like little like fruit flies that come to the bar and they like judge the local queens like they're judges mean, on drag race. And yeah, so, like, they, someone just gave them the actual drag job. race Bible. And then yeah, because I was like putting on the like really campy attitude and talking like this. <laughs> I, I I just needed to stop and I need them to just be real and chill because I feel like it'll be a much more enjoyable experience for everyone involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, you're a good looking man, you have a career, but yeah. I, I don't really feel I know you. Like, I know Stacey McKenzie. <laughs> yeah, it just, it comes off a lit, I don't want to say fake, it just comes off ungenuine. I yeah. mean, I'm not applying for Drag Race Canada anytime soon, so I'll fucking say it. It comes <laughs> off fake and disingenuous. Yeah. And some of his critiques just don't really clock with what he's saying, and it's annoying. Yeah, like, yeah, I do appreciate some of his critiques because, again, whether it's an attitude issue or not, um, <laughs> he does give really fierce, uh, constructive-ish criticism. <laughs> Ish. <laughs> With, well, because sometimes it's just a little mean and unnecessary to say, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, I think he does give those harder critiques that I do, like, as someone who's been in a competition that's been critiqued 
in front of people by people they don't really know. Mm -hmm. um, I appreciate that constructive criticism. So I like that he like, like when Tainomi said last week that uh, she wasn't an actor and it was her first time and he was like, it was Lemon's first time and she came through. I yeah. was like, okay, T though, that's like good judging and calling out right there. Yeah, yeah, but I could never forgive him for the put for the shake and go wig comment, and it's no. kind of oh my <laughs> god, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> and like I again, like I've, I've I've gotten to know Brooklyn uh, through these three episodes. I know Stacy's point of view. I know Brooklyn is that matriarch that's that's being like like Brooklyn is now starting to feel to me like a dowager from Downtown Abbey. Like she knows that she's been through it, and she's like the dowager empress judging you and I get yeah. it but I, like he he needs to give me his personality and not the personality we think that he should have yeah I want to give a quick props to Brooklyn just quickly because I feel like online especially and especially from like more U.S. drag fans she got a lot of shit for having this position and I think she's handling it so well and I really appreciate her point of view on the panel because she has been through it and she also like came up in the local Canadian drag scene so I feel like she just has she like I feel like her critiques like weigh a little more to these girls because and that then that's important to have there because she they know that she can relate to what they're going through yeah and it's well, not coming from a place of and they're not taking they take it a little more seriously because it's not like when Jeffrey talks and you're like, what the fuck do you know? <laughs> no, it's a lot of pressure to have this position. You're the first alumni to be in a, in a major drag race competition as a judge. And, yeah. and like the first episode, she was a bit shy. And then last week, she kind of fell to the back. But this episode, we really got to see her like own that she's a, she's a judge there. And, and she yeah. looked great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Her critiques were great. She she showed the Brooklyn that I fell in love with at the bar because you saw the little cutaways where she's watching the show and she's like, yes, you know, like that's yeah. Brooklyn. And yeah, she's yeah, yeah. Brooklyn to the house. And I think she's going to keep giving us Brooklyn. Um, yeah. so, you know, like I, 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 I appreciate them as a unit. Um, can we get more Tracy on? I would love personally. <laughs> And I, I would love if they added Tracy to the judging panel and made Brooklyn like the head host judge. Yeah. As much um, as I am really enjoying the guest judges and guest hosting, though, a lot of people don't like it. I think it's kind of cool. It's unique to the show and I like it. Yeah. And I think um, it's cool for those uh, for the, those competing. It must have been nice, too, to have that like fresh person like kind of leading things that's really excited to be there. It must have just given them all a little ego boost every week. And we get to know them. Like we get, it, it shows the guest judge and it's not just because oftentimes I'm like, who is this? And what do they exactly. know about that? Exactly. You get the like 45 seconds of like screen blurbs yeah. during the judging and that's it. So it's like when Robin was a judge and we were mm. all excited and she said four words. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys agree with the critique for the bottom? Um, yes and no. Like, I feel like Canada's Drag Race, uh, it seems to me that, like, the runway is weighted more than, like, the challenge itself, which is really strange. Like, it's usually, to me, it feels like if you've done really well on the main challenge, then, it, like, if your runway is, like, not the greatest, then you're, like, at least safe. Or sometimes you'll even win. 
But I didn't think that uh, Tainomi was the worst. And uh, I think it was just down to the outfit, that they didn't like the outfit, and that's why they put her in the bottom. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with the runway being weighted heavier, but I definitely agree with the fact that they really, like, in some challenges, like, in some episodes of Drag Race US past, you've seen the runway not really come into account on the challenge, but I feel like it's pretty, like, equally weighted in Canada, so maybe that's why it seems more. Yeah. Because I definitely feel like the bottom three were kind of deserved. Like, I feel like if Starzy or Tainomi's outfits on the runway had been a total serve, it might have saved them from being in the bottom, because they yeah. weren't the worst. Yeah. And same with Kiara. Like, her... I thought her verse was great, and they were, like, she was fading into the background, and she might have been... Well, she probably was because I don't remember. <laughs> but uh, but then her runway maybe is like if her runway had been a bigger serve, maybe it would have been Alona in the bottom or someone else that they said faded into the background. Yeah. But because Alona's runway was such a serve, yeah. that probably saved her from being in the bottom because I would say her and Kiara's performances, I would say even Kiara's performance was maybe a little bit better than hers. And yeah. But because Kiara's runway was very underwhelming that's what landed her in the bottom which kind of sucks because I feel like she took it really hard and really questioned herself as a performer which I thought I felt really bad for her because I think it was just uh you just missed the runway and you weren't exciting in the challenge it wasn't that you were bad you just weren't stand out yeah. yeah for sure and another thing that I don't really like as a critique is I question your taste level. Like, that's, like, the stupidest mm. thing to hear. And yeah. It's just not, it's not helpful. It's like, what can I do to improve? Well, your taste level. Mm-hmm. But it, it wasn't. Like, uh. I, think, I think her outfit was fine. It was just her interpretation of the job. It wasn't the best. And I, so I don't she, think she has a taste issue. I think she just wasn't the best that week. Yeah, I think yeah, she borrowed also, it from Kine, actually, from her Kine's <laughs> yeah. first episode. <laughs> she just, well, all the balls had already fallen I, off, so she yeah. probably just picked off the hot glue and was like, yes, queen. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think her outfit was that bad. I didn't like the hair. I thought the hair could have been a little fresher looking. Yeah. But yeah, it was a true. little like I learned how to tease for what the first time and went nuts. <laughs> yeah. But in terms of the challenge, like, it did focus on a lot of, like, these performers and, like, it showed a lot of their, like, missteps and stuff like that. And they focused a lot on Alona's, like, missing her steps and whatnot. So it was, like, I think really vital that she had that really, really, like, great look that prevented her from sticking to the bottom. Yeah, I think she really lucked out that that runway challenge ended up with the challenge because she said going into it that, like, this isn't something that she's done before or something that she's particularly good at. Yeah. So uh, it, I think it was very lucky that she landed a week that also had a runway that she had such a serve for because I think if it had been anything less, she might have ended up in the bottom. Yeah. Um, what do y'all think of the lip sync? I liked the lip sync. Yeah, I thought it was okay. I thought it was missing some kind of passion or something. I think it's because they were both like, well, like Anastasia mostly hindered by her outfit. So she like, she could only move so much because of like all that hair on her. But Naomi, I felt like when she did her reveal, it was like, all right, let's do this. And not like, 
oh, here's a reveal. Bam! Yeah. Well, also, it bothered me that she did that reveal, she saved that reveal for the lip sync, because I feel like if she had done that reveal on the runway, she might not have been in the bottom. Yeah. Because, like, their biggest critique of her outfit was that it covered her up and swallowed her shape and looked kind of messy. And I was like, because it was just the reveal and you didn't take it off, girl. The mm-hmm. underneath was gorge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. But I do I do like that mentality that, like, if you kind of know that you're going to be in the bottom, um, it's nice to, like, save, like, a gag or a reveal True. for the performance to really show, like, what you're, like, capable of, I guess. Yeah, that's true. It was it was okay for me. It wasn't an iconic lip sync, and it was really sad to see Stasi go at yeah. the end yeah. of it. I love, love, love Stasi. Um, me too. But yeah, it was just uh, that hurt more than than anything else. Was just seeing Stasi go. I was in Hamilton yeah. at the time when uh, the episode premiered, and it was she was there with Boa, and I just my heart broke when I was just like, oh mother. Yeah. Like, I saw you yeah. go to the top three. Uh, when when I saw these first two episodes, but it is what it is. It's a game, right? Yeah. Yeah. But that's but you the know thing. What? It's gonna be like this every week because we know and like all of these people. <laughs> and they're all yeah. good. Yeah. And they're all really amazing. And that's uh that's what's so good about this season is you have a lot of people like Starzy, uh like Tainomi, like Bobo. Uh, like Rita Bega, who've been doing drag for all of these years and really like built up this like powerhouse of things to pull from and show. And it's like really hard to watch them all compete because they are all so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So next week is the unconventional challenge, which I'm really excited for. We yes. get to see how creative these girls really are. It's always my favorite challenge is to take yes. garbage and turn it into something fashion because that yes, is my like entire me. life. Same, like, girl. <laughs> that's my love life. <laughs> <laughs> and we get to see the full pit crew this week. Yes. Oh, yeah. We get to see all the boys. All the boys, which I think they've taken a life of their own, these pit crew boys, eh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you been following? Well, like, I know, well, I know Travis, and uh, I have uh, Seth as a friend on Facebook as well, and uh, they've been, (laughs) they've been, like, posting all of these things. They're, like, hanging out together. I was like, Y'all are going to start a pit crew OnlyFans. I swear to God. <laughs> I, I'm friends They're with They're all Eric. just like hanging out in their cute little undies, like oiling each other up. I'm like, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> I'm friends with Eric, who's going to debut on this week's episode. And he's such a, like when I heard he was on the pit crew, I was like, wow, I didn't see that because he's such a uh, a nerd. Like he's so nerdy and it's a comics. And then he takes his shirt off and you're like, whoa. Whoa! <laughs> uh, I was like, okay, Captain uh, Professor X, where you been hiding that body? <laughs> <laughs> we love a Clark Kent moment. Yeah, for sure, with that guy. So yeah, I'm excited to see what the what turns out next week, and I'm also scared to see who goes home. Like, I don't want I any of them to go home. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I'm so excited. I love the design challenges because, well, like Seance said, it's like. Because that's like what Seance likes to do, and that's what I like to do as well is turn whatever into a costume or a look, and it's really fun. And I also like to see, and it's also fun to watch 
because I'm a little bit sadistic, <laughs> I really like to watch the queens that don't make anything for themselves oh, really squirm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the more like queens that like are really into like, and it's not to say they're not good queens. It's just like, there's lots of aspects to drag. Some people are really more focused on like the performance part of it. Or if they're like a singer or something like that, maybe like the look and the style isn't like their number one thing they think about, but it's always just fun to watch them squirm <laughs> and be like, what do you mean I have to make an outfit out of Bristol born? <laughs> yeah, that'd be me exactly with like choreography. It's like, what do you mean I have to move my body? <laughs> yeah. Step what? <laughs> which one's right? Which one's left? <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to read your last card and then we're going to call it a night. Uh, so for your future card, it's the seven of pentacles. And the seven of pentacles is about assessment. The card says that it's time for you to take a pause, check on all of your labors, check on all of your investments, and start pruning the ones that don't make sense for you anymore. So it's a time for you to start manicuring or landscaping your financial garden and focus, refocusing your energy into the things that are going to make you coin, honey. Mm. Yes. Wow. Only fans. <laughs> <laughs> So OnlyFans is an option. I like that. <laughs> yes, I will license Taro, uh, Taro tiaras and titties to you. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. That that can be that can be our OnlyFans. It'll just be the video recording of our podcast where my nipple just keeps falling out every three minutes. <laughs> I feel like your your episode should be you like uh, if we did OnlyFans, you would be like making wigs and revealing outfits. Yeah, I'm just sitting there like. And then you want to tease this section. Ooh. Oh, you like that? You want to brush yeah. the wig? You want to give it a healthy coating of hairspray. <laughs> and Seance's episodes will just be like her doing arcane witchy shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's, it's just Seance in a bra eating ketchup chips. <laughs> like, only available in Canada. <laughs> Just like sexy ASMR eating yes. ketchup chips. Uh, how did you know exactly what my OnlyFans is? <laughs> uh, I'm not saying I've subscribed, but I'm not not saying it. I'm a Christian woman, so I won't be doing OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> you can run our you can run our hate page trying to get us shut down. <laughs> 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 so, well, I am Ian Royer, and thank you, Helena, for being such a, sh a gracious guest, for showing us your titties. Yeah. Aww. You Good can't see this, but her brows are divine, honey. Oh, Seance is also doing a really cool competition, Seance. Why don't you tell the people where to find you and support you for that? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I almost forgot. I'm doing a competition run by House of Kings called House Royale. And it is a competition for kings and things. And I am one of the token things. I will be competing every Wednesday on the Twitch channel, House Royale. I was going to say this week's episode, I'm doing a commercial, but this is going to be out after that. So <laughs> look at last week's episode, which uh, features special guest Alaska Thunderfuck from uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. And um, I hope that she notices me. And we become best friends. <laughs> yes. 
Also, hey, side note, go to Redbubble and buy House of Kings t-shirts because I designed them. Oh, my gosh. House of Kings, they do great, great work in the community here in Toronto. Uh, you can find me online at imsroya.com. Seance, uh, where can we find you? You can find me in a darkened alley, in your wildest dreams, on Instagram as Seance Knows. And I also have a YouTube page that may or may not have things on it, also by the name of Seance Knows. And where can we find you, Helena? You can find me on Instagram at the Helena Poison, and I just hit 5K. Woo! I'm on Twitter, so if you want to see what I think when I'm really stoned at three in the morning, go there. Um, <laughs> you can also find me over on YouTube at Absolute Empires Ball TV as yes. one of your hosts. And I do so. I interview Seance. I interview some oh amazing people. Um, and I also made a few music videos and a makeup tutorial, so that's super fun. Go watch all of those right now. Do it. And you can also find me in my lobby collecting my Uber Eats in about 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note with Empire's Ball, because we do produce Empire's Ball, uh, if you guys can behave, use your masks, and we get to phase three, we may be starting Empire's Ball in the third week of August. So follow Absolute Empire's Ball on social media for more updates. Something cool is coming. Oh my Woo! gosh. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, thank you so much. It was such a great time chatting with you. All right, and that's a wrap for this episode of Taro and Tiaras. We'll see you guys next week. Yes. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.